Down below, Galahad has called for you. You're still in the upstairs looking out into the yard, but he's inside. Your mother is with you. All right, Galahad's not a slouch. And if we make a run for it, he'll be attacking us in our backs. That's if he wants to attack. Refusing a summons from the Dark Lord is a crime. You could be harassed or arrested for that. So our options are to kill them all now and make a run for it? Or to play along? Deception does feel like our strong suit. I don't know, Lowry. I think we're pretty good at killing. We've beaten Galahad before. We just have to kill his guys and then steal their clothes. This may be our way out. Galahad's too dangerous to interrogate, though. He's a trained darkness master. Okay. Maybe best of both worlds. We'll talk to Galahad, try to get him to spill the beans on what's going on, and then if I mention oatmeal, we kill him. His crew outnumbers ours, right? If I recall, I think it's like five to three. But now we got potato soup, so we just have to take out one of them and then it's even. You hear that, potato soup? If you hear oatmeal, sit on somebody. He's a bower. He should just grab and shake a guy. Potato soup, you can do it however you want. <laughs> okay, I guess we go downstairs, quietly, non-threateningly. You find Galahad in the foyer. Oh, Paul. There he is. Did you get tired of your own house? Someone would think that you were trying to evade us. As it would happen, Galahad, we had just run out of sugar and I was popping over to the neighbors to see if I could borrow a cup of it. And, you know, my neighbors are so elderly I was worried maybe they'd fallen down, but funny thing, they don't seem to be here. A lot has happened since you've been out of town, Paul. For example, yours truly has been elevated to the leader of the Dark Lord's elite teams. I wish I could catch you up on everything, but the Dark Lord has called for you, and I'm sure that he'd like to discuss it himself. He's a politician, you know. I'm sure you understand. He loves to talk about things and happenings. Is your family home this empty, Galahad? You know the old saying, Pauls. Absence is comfort. If you know something's not there, you know for a fact. Galahad, I know you're trying to be cryptic, but I want you to understand I think you're a dickhole. Oh, well. Capital D for dick. That's very blunt. Uh, this is a this is a very serious moment. You're being summoned by the Dark Lord. I'll tell him you're a dickhole. You're a dickhole. And a poop butt. You're that too. You're both of those things. This is just sour grapes. Sour is like is. your butthole, which you are. Yeah, I wouldn't want any grapes handed out by you unless I knew you washed your hands, which you didn't because you're inconsiderate that way, fine, Galahad. You know what? Report whatever you want to the Dark Lord so long as you come. That's fine. That's all I I'm want. I'm going to tell him you tried to offer us grapes without washing your dirty butthole fingers. Fine. Just come on. Walk out in front of us. I will, but don't touch me with those hands. Okay, so you guys go along without any oatmeal? Yeah, we'll head towards the palace. Paul, are we sure the palace is where we want to go? Of all the places to escape from, the palace is likely to be one of the more difficult. Maybe. But also maybe a palace is designed not to be gotten into, and getting out of the palace would be the easy part. You're just saying that. You don't have any, like, plan there. I want to know what's going on, Lowry. The Dark Lord will tell me, okay? It's simple as that. I just don't want to find out the hard way, you know what I'm saying? If it comes to that, it comes to oatmeal. On the Emperor? On whoever, yes. Our own lives are more important than even the Emperor. That's treason. This is creepy. I think a lot of things are on the table right now, Lowry. All right, I won't disagree. You're marched through the empty streets until you arrive at the palace. The great doors swing aside and let you enter, but the inside of the palace is just as empty as everywhere else. Once again, you see only guards and black hoods. The gardens have become overgrown because no one is tending to them. The walls are dirty, they haven't been clean, and they're starting to lose their color. The carpets in the main hall have a musty smell. And then you're led to the throne room. The throne hasn't really been polished, but sitting there on it is the Dark Lord Derek himself. You recognize the man's paunch, although he wears the dark hood like all of his guards. Once you're fully inside, he slowly raises a hand and says, Thank you, Galahad. You can depart now. Galahad sees himself out. 
leaving you with just the Dark Lord and his personal guard. He says, Elvis, Paul, Lowry, Barbara, I'm so glad you made it back. Sorry about Galahad. If you'd been here for my moment of ascension, I would have made you the captains of my elite team. It's funny you should bring them up, Dark Lord. I wanted to tell you, it's very important for you to understand, Galahad is a dickhole. I know, I'm surrounded by them. He looks over at one of his guards. Anyway, you've come home to find the Dark Nation is in a new era. The era of untold darkness foretold by the seers. I noticed, sir. Uh, Although only the externalities, of course, it seems a bit desolate from the outside. Uh, Well, about that, I've learned that what you see is not as important as you would believe. Of course, I should have realized that. The teachings were staring us into the face the entire time. The Nation of Darkness, of course what you see wouldn't matter. Paul, he leans forward. He seems tired, but he gets to his feet. He says, I've used the temple. I've tapped into its power. They say that my predecessor went mad from using it, and I realize now the madness came from knowing there was more deeper in, but not being brave enough to look further. The madness is wondering what you left, what you didn't see. Wisdom was realizing that the seeing didn't matter. Within the shrine, as you gaze into it, it is a fog of impenetrable blackness. At first, I used all of my power, all of my knowledge to pierce the blackness, to cast it aside and understand what lay beyond. I thought I had well and truly penetrated that shadow, but I was like a child, and it closed up around me. Only then did I realize that I was truly in the abyss, and what I was looking at was bottomless. Hope gave way to despair, but then something happened. I realized that nothing means limitless potential, and the darkness spoke to me, not so much in words, just in potentials, things that may be, things that could be, things that had to happen only if I wanted them to happen. Paul. Elvis, Lowry, darkness is merely the absence of something, but that is the potential to be anything. It was the great truth that was revealed to me, and once that came to me, I realized I could navigate that abyss, that blackness, and within it, I found a great city made from Orichalcum. It lay simply on the other side of the doors, for anyone who would cross that threshold. The people of the capital aren't missing, Paul. They're citizens now of that city of Orichalcum I discovered. You can find them deeper in the palace, beyond the shrine, within the darkness of limitless potential. And outside, the city you see is not an empty city, Paul. It is a city in absence of something. A city of potential. It is once again the city of Orichalcum yet to be brought forth into the world. Sir, this is all very riveting and uh, eye-opening, but if the city of Orichalcum is beyond the shrine and uh, you haven't yet brought it into the world, then are the people still in the world? They may yet be, Paul. With the reality shrouded, anything could be. Very wise. Very wise, sir. Thank you. But... Uh, scary. I mean, I dread to imagine a a possibility where, say, 
all my neighbors were dead. I understand. The most terrible thing about limitless possibility are those possibilities that you don't wish to face. But I have good news. There's very much a possibility that they are alive, and you have nothing to fear. Potential is the key, and soon I will reshape the entire nation into potential. Right, so what I'm gathering from all this is that uh, officially we're not going to say what happened to the city. He gives you a sympathetic but sad smile. He says, Paul, I'm telling you exactly what happened to the city. The problem is that you're still trying to see simply with your eyes. You have to see possibility. There was a chance, Paul, that you would never return to the Dark Nation, and I envisioned that. There was a chance that when Galahad went to get you, you would fight him, and I saw that as well, or that you would hide, as you apparently did. But now you're here, and there's a chance that you'll help me, and there's a chance that you won't. There is potential in you. Oh, which reminds me, how did things go with that boy, Bingle, who I sent you after? Oh, great, great success. Um, he should be on his way here to the capital any, any day now. He's kind of stupid, though. He, he is 12, though, yes. 12 and full of possibility. That's what this was all about, wasn't it? I sent you away in search of a boy who could be anything within the world of elementalism. But that all seems so small now. It's, it's worth a laugh. He was just one boy. But now that could be me, or that could be you, or anyone. We all could be him. The Void will clean us of all that we are, and we will be remade into that which we wish to be. And what exactly is that, sir? Everything. When you are nothing, you are everything. Every possibility at once just yet to be born. Non-existence also sounds a tad existentially horrifying, sir. I would hate to imagine my neighbors had ceased to exist. Bigger question, if this undescribed fate was so good for the townsfolk, why isn't it so good for the guards? Of course I need men of the earth to carry out my will. With any luck, you four, and this bower you've brought before me, will be some of them. Sir, without people there's no nation. The crops are dying on the vine, and there's cows just lying in the fields. Oh, we've transcended beyond all that. Here, let me show you. He pulls back his hood and reveals that the top half of his face has been scooped out, like with an ice cream scooper, and filled in with bottomless nothingness. You are gazing into the abyss, and it is gazing back at you, looking to see your reaction. It would be wrong to describe it as blackness. There is truly nothing there, and nothing beyond. Where your Dark Lord's face used to be, there is a horrible sprawling infinity. After seeing this, your mom pulls you guys in close, and she says, I am going to set the Dark Lord on fire. You boys are going to run away. Wait, you're a firebender? Mom, we can't just leave you. Don't think of it as leaving. If you don't look back and you never hear what happened to me, you'll always be wondering, what if, what if she got away? It's infinite potential, right? Just what Derek wants. I'm very good at knowing what the guy likes. Mom. Believe me, I'll tell it to him while I'm setting him aflame. He'll love it. He'll let you get away and he won't even feel bad about it. Run, you idiots. Right on that big stupid bower you've been dragging around. Make him useful for once and get away from here. Your mom turns around and she begins to dance. Fire follows from her fingertips. The room begins to heat up. Derek says, 
I never realized before what a tragedy it was to see a potential evolve into a reality. Your mom yells, You better be running! The tapestries of the room catch fire. Your mom begins to start juggling fireballs. Hop up on Potato Soup's back. All right, guys, come on. But Paul, your mom. You can't yeah. argue with the lady and the whole place is about to be volcanic. But, uh, hop but... on or get turned to ash. Come on, guys. Okay, hop on Potato Soup. Slide in on the back. All right, Potato Soup, yeah. Lowry, get the doors. Pachunk, pachunk. I knock the doors down. The doors collapse under the weight of your earth mastery. As Potato Soup rounds the corner, you can feel the heat on your back. You can hear the roar of the flame. Oh my god, what is your mom doing? It's called the passion of the woman scorned. It's my mother's signature ability. There's never been a survivor. Is she gonna burn the whole castle down? It's full of dark masters, she can't possibly. Then we gotta help her. There's no help, it's a solo act. Ahead of you, there are guards, but not many all at once. They weren't really expecting you to make an escape, or were not told to worry about it. They're 100% unprepared for a bear cavalry charge, so between your guys' elemental powers and the sheer weight of potato soup, you barrel down the halls towards the front door. You force open the front doors, and once you're in the garden, you look over your shoulder to see the castle is aflame. The guards are running to gather buckets. There might be too few of them to get to it very efficiently, but this is just another cost of not having any citizens. Luckily for you, it means that resistance is deeply minimized. You get through the front gates easily, and as you're running down the hill, you see an explosion over on the eastern gate. Someone is conducting an earth attack on that gate. Guards are now running in every direction. Some of them are running up the hill towards the castle. Some of them are watching the explosion down at the gate. Not enough of them are really thinking to attack you for them to pose any kind of threat. Now what do you suppose that is? Are we at war? Now would be a very good time to attack the capital. Elvis, scout ahead of us. Figure it out. I'm on it. You leap to the rooftops and quickly run ahead of the group. When you get down to the gate that's under attack, you see none other than the Obliterator, Bingle, and Sasha. Apparently, they've decided to come in guns blazing. The Obliterator is doing most of the work, throwing men left and right with the force of his earth power. Bingle, and especially Sasha, are mostly just providing interference and distraction. Okay, fly back as quick as I can to the guys. You get back there, the guys are headed towards all of this mess. Well, what's up? It's the Obliterator! And also Bingle, and I guess Sasha's there. Well, I guess you could say this is escaping the fire and running into the frying pan. I'd rather deal with the frying pan. To be honest, Bingle would be a lot easier to outsmart than Derek and everyone else. Oh, actually, in fact, guys, get your false mustaches. For what? Because we're the last surviving members of the Dark Nation Resistance Movement, and we would love to help these guys break into the castle and rescue our friends and loved ones in tiny little light dragons. Even the Obliterator can't do all that. No, but he can make a great big distraction for a group of smart infiltration spy experts like us. I can't believe we're finally going to recruit Bingle, and the Dark Lord's going to be so unhappy about it. Yeah, but at least the kid's living up to his potential, am I right? You kick potato soup, and he carries you on all the more swiftly towards the gate. The Obliterator and Bingle can't storm the whole city on their own, but maybe with a little nudge in the right direction, they can attack where it matters.